Welcome to Growing in the Gospel with Father Zach Weber. It is the sixth Sunday in Ordinary Time. Well, here we are. This is actually my third attempt at recording this. This is kind of funny, but uh, anyways, the Lord works in mysterious ways and has a good sense of humor with me. I don't know what, how your week's been going so far, but in Wisconsin, like the past week, week and a half, we've, re- we've received about 25 inches of snow. It's crazy, and our kids don't go to school anymore. I'm starting to believe, believe like Dante said, that hell is cold, it's freezing, it's not fun. And as we enter into growing in the gospel this week, there's going to be a juxtaposition of the blessed and the cursed. And remember, last week when we had our Mass, we heard about Peter leaving everything and following the Lord along with James and John. And this week we skip ahead to Luke chapter 6, verse 17, verses 20 through 26. And I just encourage you to pull out a Bible, get some friends if you can, catechism, and just come prepared to Mass. If you want to make your priest happy, for the love of God, come to Mass prepared. Look at the readings, right? And I hope this is an opportunity for that. And as we pray with the Gospel and look at the Gospel this week, we begin with, Jesus came down with the twelve and stood on a stretch of level ground with a great crowd of His disciples and a large number of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and the coastal region of Tyre and Sidon. And raising his eyes toward his disciples, he said, Blessed are you who are poor, for the kingdom of God is yours. Blessed are you who are now hungry, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who are now weeping, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude you and insult you and denounce your name as evil, on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice and leap for joy on that day. Behold, your reward will be great in heaven, for their ancestors treated the prophets in the same way. But woe to you who are rich, For you have received your consultation. Woe to you who are now filled, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are now who laugh now, for you will grieve and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for their ancestors treated the false prophets in this way. This is one of those gospels when I say at the end, the gospel of the Lord. And everyone says, praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. But I'm wondering if it's supposed to be a question mark. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So when we look at this particular gospel, I'll just try to open it up a little bit for you so you can pray with it. I always encourage you to, if you know Lexio Divina, you know, really pray with that style of prayer with the gospels. It's probably the best way to come prepared. But in this particular gospel, we talk about Jesus coming down uh, with them, with his disciples, and he stood on a level place or level ground. And in Luke's Sermon on the Plain, we hear it's very similar to Matthew's much longer Sermon on the Mount, which begins with the Beatitudes. So hopefully this is sounding a little bit familiar. That both both advocate love of enemies and you know with ends with the parable of two builders. So the sermon encapsulates the high moral standards of the new covenant, right? And hopefully if you ever follow Scott Hahn, he talks about the covenant and a contract, and the difference between a covenant and a contract is that a covenant it's an exchange of persons, and a contract is an exchange of goods, right? So important to know that. And he talks about that 
you know, all these people, a multitude of people from Judea and Jerusalem and the seacoast of, of Tyre and Sidon came. And Tyre and Sidon are two coastal cities north of Palestine in uh, Phoenicia. So people from these areas are predominantly Gentiles, a fact that highlights Jesus' popularity outside of Israel. So anybody who was a Jew thought only Jews could be saved, but Jesus came to save all. And if you're not Jewish, that makes you a Gentile. So this is good. And you know, they came to hear him be healed of their diseases. And as Jesus lifts his eyes on his disciples, he talks about the Beatitudes, right? And they stand opposite of the covenant curses, which you can actually find in Deuteronomy 30, 19 through 20. So Jesus actually is envisioning the conditions of a lifelong a life being turned, overturned in the next. So where they're where the blessed can expect their present suffering to give way to the future peace. And the prosperous can expect divine curses if wealth and notoriety have smothered their love for God. So blessed, right? Blessed are those who hunger. Blessed are those who weep. Blessed are you when men hate you. Do you find yourself blessed? Do you rejoice in that day and leap for joy? For behold, your reward will be great in heaven. And I think often, just ask yourself right now, what do my day-to-day -day actions have to do with my eternal salvation? What do my day-to-day -day actions have to do with my eternal salvation? Because if this is it, right? 25 inches of snow, it's cold outside. There's got to be more to life than this. As monotonous as that might sound, or as, as minute or miniature that might sound in your world compared to mine, but just thinking about that, right? But then he says, you know, woe to those who are rich, and woe to those who are full now, right? Thinking of people who have money, so they don't have to worry about things, and they just kind of forget about death, right? And those who are full, and how many of us come to church full, right? We've been consuming media all week. We've been consuming food and all these things, but have we gone out and served, right? And that woe in verse 24 is a cry of impending distress, which was often used of the prophets of Israel. So Isaiah, Amos, right? And Jesus' voice voices that same cry to warn that disaster that awaits comfortable, the comfortable parts of the world where people's prosperity and notoriety have turned them away from God and the demands of his covenant and the rich, right? So these are society's most prosperous and prestigious members. Their success in life can tempt them to overlook the need of God and his mercy. So worldly wealth is definitely dangerous. You can go forward to Luke chapter 14 and 18 because it can lead to selfishness and a false sense of security. And he even says, Woe to those who laugh now, for you shall mourn and weep. And woe to you when men speak well of you. So their fathers did to the false prophets. It's a tough gospel. But our Lord is calling all of us to rem remember that heaven is in heaven. And we are supposed to point other people to heaven. We should rejoice and be glad because our reward is in heaven. It's a great reward. But if all of our 
focus is on this earthly life, we lose our hope, we lose our peace, and we get discouraged and frustrated. And we forget of the beauty of heaven. And maybe it just takes some time to meditate upon the freedom of heaven. No more sin, no more pain, no more darkness, no more loneliness. The fullness of relationship is what heaven is. I close with a song called The Problem by Luke Spihar. And again, as I said last week, he's going to be here in Anago for a concert. We'll have a concert from 6 until 6.45 and then from 7 until 8 we'll have confessions and adoration. And he'll be leading that. You can check his schedule out at lukespihar.com and just encourage you to Focus on maybe what are the problems in your life before you look at the problems in others. And he talks about the problems in his life in this song. And we all have problems. We have to look in first, look interior first. Ask the Lord for healing and deliverance to point us to heaven in our struggles so we can help others do the same. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Problem many times. I've looked at the top, the bottom, and all sides. I put it down, but it is still on my mind. I find
on my mind.